0: What is up?
1: Not much here in order. Another, another day. Same bleak future. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You recording?
0: Feel like doing the podcast?
1: I'll do it anyway.
0: <laughs> You're yeah. cool. All right. We're recording. Anyway, so, yeah, how was your day? let's see. Sat up, got up at, uh, like, yeah, like, 10.55. Went out to Springfield, Ohio. Went to a meeting. Read, uh... Well, the topic from the now, book if
1: they, had, was... if they had a meeting in Springfield, you think, uh, who's the drunk dude that's from The Simpsons? I forgot the dude's name. Uh, uh... Barney.
0: Yeah, Barney. I, I, was Barney there? <laughs> Technically, there were a bunch of Barneys.
1: <laughs> oh, right on. Well, I know he cloned himself, you know, so it's... It's, it's a right on.
0: Yeah, and then the topic was fear out of the book. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I drove around with my peer support. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to Kroger got some sushi from there, which was pretty good. Okay. Well, California rolls. Okay. And, uh, they had a bunch of different pumpkin spice sweets, so I ended up getting way more of that than I probably should've.
1: Yeah, damn, it's summer and you're getting pumpkin spice shit.
0: (laughs) Well, Halloween's pretty much like two months away. Yeah.
1: Let's see. I don't even know. I don't even know if Lucifer wants to even have to have a Halloween ritual this year. I don't know.
0: <laughs> why would Lucifer be bummed out? What? I said, why would Lucifer be bummed out?
1: Well, I mean, he had a pretty bad loss, you know, with the the. Uh... The Christians, you know, implementing their tyranny in so much of America. You know?
0: I guess I can see it. Hmm. And then came back from there. Uh. I you know, chilled out for like an hour, then I went to the church meeting, and uh, the uh, one of the church leaders asked me to start doing stuff in leadership for the recovery meeting. Okay. So, but this
1: is a weird thing. It's like, I mean, when I look at the idea of leadership, it's like... It's somebody like Bryce, okay, like he really was a leader in the, the kind of commune that I was in, like he had all, he like knew all the best places to party and you know just like had all the great, I mean he was a true leader, but I don't think in any of these groups there are real leaders, it's like heads. like I mean, like what, what they call leadership I don't understand. <laughs> it all just kind of sounds really fake.
0: I guess that's a way of looking at, it. and then we talked about uh fears, like writing an inventory of fears and uh resentments and people you need to make amends to. Ooh. And, uh, then went back home, ate some more sushi and some sun chips, and, you know, that was my day.
1: And then, well, my day wasn't really that heavy, so I just, like, well, woke up, and then one of the security guards let me use the bathroom before the place was open, and then I let, went chilled out for a couple hours semi i don't know if i slept or not i think i did i think i've been sleeping a lot like just weird hours i don't know like certain times i don't sleep and at certain times i just can't stop sleeping so it's like i think i'm catching up on lost sleep or something but uh and i went and, uh, went to the Starbucks and charged my phone because so I listened to music after I got off the phone and pretty much blew the battery and uh, saw my friend Anthony over there and I uh, saw this uh, woman Mary when I was on my way to use the bathroom once the, toilet the store was open or the in and out was open when I knew it was open since I didn't have a clock. I did tell by when I could smell the spread at the in and out when it was open, and by that time, they'd already had 22 customers, so. But anyway, I went and charged my battery, went and uh, ate some Pizza Hut, uh, my old neighborhood, went back here so I wouldn't have the bladder problems, which today's been kind of bellower, but the way things went last night, I kind of... Still, think I shouldn't like hang out too much in the old neighborhood. I should come and stay close to here where there's a bathroom in general and, and for a while until things at least get better for a couple of days. But uh, I don't know. So then I hang out here and then uh, got some more stuff for Cotton Cottonmouth and then uh, yeah, I'm do the podcast. So, not really much happened today. The same old bullshit. seen a lot of the uh, I don't know the same old bullshit Just see a couple chicks I might like but I've getting anywhere with so I don't know that's my world alright anyway uh, are, we, are we still doing uh, InfoWars?
0: yeah we got 30 minutes left Okay, so... Were we going to try to continue with the article on Germany, or...? Uh, Let me see if I still got it open.
1: That was Germany wanting to... uh, Germany going to nuclear power, even though they said they were going to go off to it, but they're going to nuclear power because they were dumb enough to do the sanctions with Russia along with the other... uh, people that are doing what all those European and American and Canadian corporations want them to do. (laughs) So those rich people can stay rich, even though it isn't going to help the average person in in the countries that are involved.
0: Yeah, I got the article.
1: Okay, so yeah, let's figure out where we left off.
0: uh, the debate, uh, well, hold on, let me look through this, Jeremy, good to be put out of service, a survey has shown that now, in light of recent events, seven out of ten citizens prefer the continuation of said power plants, almost ironically, even most Green Party voters are in favor, according to the survey,
1: okay, that's ridiculous, why isn't anybody talking about not doing sanctions on Russia anymore so that we don't have these problems?
0: Yeah, people want to take the easy way out.
1: Well, no, but it isn't even the easy way out. Why is it so easy to put a bunch of my country's money into a war in a Ukraine just because everybody in the media is pushing it? You know, all around the world. <sighs>
0: Because most people are being fed moral bullshit, so it's the easier path to sit up and do things for morals, but then also for their pocketbooks.
1: Yeah, but that's what it is. I don't think this has anything to do with morals or anything. It's just a bunch of people going bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Oops.
0: Well, you gotta look at things from another person's perspective to truly understand how they think.
1: And I remember when I was dumb enough to believe that shit. You know, like back when I was fourteen and shit. And it's just like I was just dumb. You know, it's like when you look at it, is it's like we're trying not to look at it as. Oh, let's be like the dumb people we were back when we believed this shit. And <laughs> let me be the dumb person who I was back when I thought Reagan was cool.
0: <laughs> Most people don't look at things in a practical way. They look at things how it's fed to. Them. Yeah, I
1: know, but that's the sad thing is we're all being fed a bunch of crap. It's like if we look at things the way they're fed... It's like we were being fed one thing in the 70s, and now we're being fed something else 20 years later, where the thing that we were taught was really bad in the 70s, now in fucking 2022 is is made to look like it's a great, it's a, you know, the best thing since sliced bread. (laughs) That's what's so funny.
0: The debate about nuclear energy today is as divisive as it was in 2011, but this time the roles seem to be oddly reversed. The FDP with Lindner are for the continuation. Frederick, MERS, CDU, and Marcus Soder, CSU Christian Social Union support this, even though back in 2011 all three of them agreed that quitting nuclear energy was eventually the right thing to do.
1: No, they've just all gotten sold on the war. <laughs> this is sad. that So many people are sold on this war in the Ukraine.
0: And it's a doomed proposition, especially since... Once the Ukrainians are finally conquered, they probably won't, you know, do the thing that usually keeps a country, well, regains a country's independence, like the way, you know, Afghanistan handled America and the way Iraq handled America, where, you know, like, uh, You know, fighting guerrilla warfare even after the war's been lost, because the populace is so unmanageable that it becomes a costly enterprise to occupy a country.
1: Well, I mean, let's hope it's going to be costly for Russia to occupy Ukraine. In a way, that might be the best way for the Ukrainians to win. It's just. To be so fed up by the the Russians' occupation that they just say, fuck this shit. But then the Russians have occupied Ukraine for so much of the time, except for this little period between 1990 and 2020. That's 1990, 2000, 2000. It's like a 30-year period that the Ukraine wasn't really occupied. And now they're becoming occupied again.
0: And you see, you never hear about the conquered parts of uh, Ukraine fighting back with guerrilla warfare, so they're probably just going to roll over once they've lost.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty screwed up. They're all like, uh, they're all pre- presenting their asses uh, wide open, with buns up, kneeling, going, we welcome you alien intruders, uh, come plunder our, our, our assholes, and... Oof. I don't
0: know. Yeah, that's usually how Europeans handle things.
1: It's like, uh... Yeah, then they're all fighting, uh, now they're all fighting for, uh, for, uh, whose mangina is the tightest, right? Shh intruder likes mine better!
0: Opposed to the idea of keeping the remaining power plants switched on are the Green Party and the SPD, the Social Democrats, which doesn't come as a surprise. What is a surprise, however, was the proposition by Robert Hebeck Green, to instead burn more coal over the next year is hardly the environmentally friendly alternative people expected. From, know, no, this
1: is like the Green Party going against everything they stood for in order to keep a war going on, what the hell's wrong with the Green Party, the American Green Party I don't think would be, I hope would not be this wussy. It's, it's,
0: It just goes to show you that most people, when put under pressure, don't stand for their morals. They just cave to what's convenient.
1: Yeah, no, but this is what's making everything that at one time you thought was... You know, like the Green Party in Germany, I thought they'd never do this kind of shit. And it's like, oh my god, everything's going topsy-turvy. You know, it's just... Everything is so much weirder than it was in the 80s and 90s. I, I can't even believe how fucking weird it is to me.
0: Expected from the Federal Minister of Economic Affairs and Climate Action. hmm so that guy, Robert Hebeck, is the guy who's supposed to be handling the economy and climate action in Germany, but he suggested they burn more coal.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's wacky. It's just like... Everything, you, they're, they're just all going, fuck everything, we've gotten into this war thing, we're all part of this... I mean, now the Green Party in Germany is part of this corruption! What the hell?! I mean, it, that is just... Mind-blowing to me.
0: Opposing nuclear energy in 2011 was about as trendy and popular as low-rise jeans in the 2000s. Back then, it got those into office. That now want to put the option of reviving nuclear power plants back on the table. Christian Lindner goes a step further. And even mentions the forbidden F word, fracking. What the
1: hell? I mean, it's like, I swear, this is like the 80s in America. When it's like, all the ex-hippies were going... Right is in, left and left is out, stand up and shout, I want my car and house. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? This is, like, all these political parties are just corrupt as fuck now. All these parties have said they wanted to do something about climate change. Now that we're in a war... With, with the Ukraine, now they're like, oh, we want the war, and we don't want to do anything about climate change now, because the war is so important, because these sanctions against Russia are so fucking important. What the hell has happened?
0: Yeah, they could take a... They could take a page from the AA book, Principles Before Personalities...
1: And I think they're all personalities, no principle. Everybody's just jumping on the trendy boat now. It's like, what the hell?
0: Opinions that once caused outrage or were deemed too politically risky to address are suddenly within the realm of possibilities again now that the tide rather predictably has turned.
1: You know, but this is a scary turn to the tide. This is the tide turning to, because we're in a war, we're going to go destroy ourselves and trash the planet because this war that the corporations wanted is so important. Like, all these parties that were bucking the, the corporations are now, like, kissing the corporations' asses and, and telling them all that their shit tastes like chocolate candy. Like, what the hell? <laughs>
0: If this episode demonstrates anything, then it is the high-time preference that comes about with assuming political office. Cheap, fast, and readily available gas is all well and good in the here and now. And the idea that Russia could become a geopolitical threat to the nation's sovereignty is something that can be left to future... Germany to worry about.
1: Yeah, ooh! Scary, scary, scary!
0: Certainly after the foreshadowing of what was about to come when Russia invaded Crimea in 2014, you have a recipe for disaster. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm just picturing On doomsday morning, we could see the one sun coming up and the nuclear sun going down. I mean, I swear, we're we're just like, I don't know, like, are are, are they going to crank the doomsday clock up a little higher towards uh, the, what minute toward, or you know, how many seconds toward midnight are we at now? What the hell?
0: Erlindner, Germany has already made its own fate in 2011. Now it is facing the consequences. And that's the end of the article.
1: Okay, well, Germany, my God, the Green Party is just no longer revolutionary, no longer giving a shit about the climate. They're all kissing the corporation's asses. They've all like collected themselves with the corporations and have fought this war and the sanctions against Russia, and therefore are buying nuclear power, fracking, uh, uh, coal, everything that they said they weren't going to do. But because we're in a war with the Ukraine, now they're doing all that shit, and it's just corrupt, and 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 it, it, it smells like 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 all the. Uh, Asses that are being plundered, and in uh, when the ship's coming out, when when the when the corporate dick gets pulled out of your asses, what the hell?
0: Yeah, pretty much just a splooge, splooge of common shit.
1: Yeah. crappy splooge here.
0: Report okay. Tower of Babel versus tongues at Pentecost.
1: Is it Pentecost or did they say how do you spell the last word?
0: Well, Pentecost. P. N. T. E. Yeah, Pentecost.
1: I thought so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Let's. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of wondering what this article is about. <sighs>
0: What does it truly mean to speak in tongues?
1: Okay.
0: Eh, I just think this is just uh, some Bible fucking meaning article. Yeah,
1: no, but I mean as a Luciferian who thinks they're, okay, you know, like I did that shit at one point and uh I mean, the idea is the horrible creator is supposed to be speaking for you and all this, and, and uh, you know, you're supposed to be speaking in more of a real language or something like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, supposedly, when George W. Bush was president, George W. Bush and John Ashcroft, and, and uh, uh, I'm trying to remember who was the... Uh, uh, George W. Bush, John Ashcroft, and, uh, Dick Cheney were all meeting together, speaking in tongues and doing the whole Pentecostal shit <laughs> every day before they started their work and shit, so.
2: It's
1: okay, uh. Yeah, what's the, uh, yeah, let's go into the article. Just for interest's sake.
0: It's a six-minute video.
1: Okay, yeah, let's watch the video. I think it'll be interesting. Let it say whatever it wants to say. <laughs>
3: What does it mean to speak in tongues? Does speaking in tongues just mean babbling nonsense? One of the more contentious pieces of the New Testament, the defining of this inspired act of the apostles, has caused great confusion among the followers of Christ. In the book of Acts, during the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descended upon the apostles and disciples as they were all gathered in Jerusalem, and the Spirit gave them the ability to speak in other tongues. Quote, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enables them. The crowd gathered around them, devout men from every nation under heaven, each heard the apostles speaking in their native languages. Quote, We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Whatever could this mean? Clearly, it doesn't mean they babbled nonsense to one another. Otherwise, the multilingual linguistic crowd would have dismissed them as being false prophets without the power of the Holy Spirit. Instead, they heard the Spirit-filled followers of Christ speaking a variety of languages. Languages they didn't know before the miraculous event at Pentecost. In Greek, the original language of the New Testament, the word used for tongues in this passage is the plural of glossa, which means the tongue, and by implication, a language. Specifically, one naturally unacquired. In 1 Corinthians, the gifts from the Holy Spirit are further elaborated on. Quote, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. Gifts such as wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, and speaking in different kinds of tongues, or interpreting different kinds of tongues. And it is said that, quote, All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit. The Holy Spirit works in them to give the power of tongues. In contrast, In Genesis of the Old Testament, at the Tower of Babel, the power of God and his spirit confused the languages, causing people to not understand one another. In short, after the flood before Nimrod in Babylon, Many languages formed from Noah's descendants. Then after some time, the many languages became one as the Babylon Empire arose and consolidated a new order in the world, most likely by force. They tried to build a tower to escape God's judgment and reach heaven by the work of their own hands, rather than by the graceful hand of God. Bab-el means gate of God in Hebrew, a gate in the sky they were building. And the Hebrew word Babel is essentially a play on words where a term meaning confusion is used to describe the tower they were forced to stop building in the kingdom because God confused their languages and the work could not continue. It is only through the Holy Spirit that the miraculous occurrence of speaking other languages with no prior experience is possible. This is what allowed the gospel to be understood as it went into Africa, Asia, and Europe. Speaking in tongues can't possibly mean incoherent babbling because the gospel within not have spread worldwide. In my opinion, these interpretations of clear scripture is the work of the great adversary to confuse minds of otherwise faithful followers of Christ. We cannot twist scripture to fit tradition or our own wills. Instead, a careful study of God's word with humility will lead to heavenly knowledge and understanding. This is Brian Wilson with InfoWars.com.
0: That's the end of it.
1: Okay, I don't know, sounds like a good ad for, uh, what Christianity's all about. Okay, explaining it and all that, and, uh, I don't know, I guess that works for what they're all about, so, I don't know, that's all I can say.
0: I've never been one for speaking in tongues.
1: I don't know. You know, it's like I get it in the past. I guess if you're on that trip, it would work for something. Uh, I don't know. You know, if someone who's not on that trip so much, Uh, you know, like I want to speak the tongues of the demons, I guess, at this point. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking – I don't know, Uh, it's, I don't know, I'm trying to think, uh, I don't know, I don't think it's a, a, if you're on that trip, it's a good thing for that trip, and for someone like me that's not on that trip, uh, I'd want to do what I want to, you know, I'd want to speak the tongues of the demons at this point, so I don't know, it's...
0: And then smart health devices tracking for
1: you know and that is one thing I mean we should have been able to to build the tower uh, and celebrate humanity's greatness and the horrible creator confusing our languages uh, we need to get even with the creator for confusing our languages and uh, torture more Christians alive and torture more children seven years old and then they're alive but okay <laughs> anyway uh, what's what's the next thing
0: Smart Health devices tracking for World Economic Forum.
1: Okay, yeah, let's let's definitely go into this.
0: Dr. Warringer, your iWatch and Fitbit are tracking you, giving data to the World Economic Forum.
1: Okay, so what, through the through everybody's camera phones or something or
0: no, they're smart watches. Like, it's like a phone, but it's a watch.
1: So, like the Apple Watch and shit? Yeah. Okay, see, that's why I'm glad I don't have an Apple Watch. This is why I'm glad I didn't get a smartphone. As much as someone was trying to push it on me back in 2019, I'm glad I resisted that whole thing and kept with the, what I got, which now has the camera off, so... Which is probably why I can't get any text messages right now, but okay.
0: The global leader using technology to plan a dystopian society for your children. Mm hmm. Doctor. Well, people should have
1: known that when the cell phones were being. When the Partnership for a Drug Free America was telling people to get their kids a cell phone for the specific purpose of tracking your kids that would have made kids if a kid was smart in the partnership for a drug-free america's advertising this then the kid should be going i don't want a cell phone therefore you can't track me you know
0: (laughs) most kids aren't that forward thinking
1: yeah i know but this is what kids need to do i mean if you're a goddamn 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kid, you should be thinking the people in authority want me to get this technology for the purpose of tracking me. So I should say, screw it, I don't want the technology. Therefore, you can't track me. The kids of today got to start being forward thinking.
0: Dr. Jason Dean of Brave TV joined guest host Owen Schroyer Friday to warn about the spy state's Internet of Things feeding your personal data from your smart health devices to the World Economic Forum. mm mm-hmm. It's not going worth going into because it's a 33-minute video.
1: Okay, now we don't want to watch a huge Jeff's video, so y'all. let's go to the
0: next article.
1: But okay, basically, I mean, I don't know like what the World economic Forum wants what are they trying to get the information so they can do, but okay,
0: probably for biometric data.
1: Okay, so like what would they do with that?
0: Well, like uh, I've seen stuff where they say your heartbeat is unique to you, similar to a fingerprint or your voice.
1: Oh, okay okay so it's just to keep track of everybody but that's the that the good thing about all this shit though is if there, there's too many people to track and at some point they can't track everybody at the same time but still we should all be against any form of monitoring especially from the mental health people
0: well they can keep track of everybody if they manage to make AI as smart as they're planning on doing
1: yeah, no, but there's still... You just can't keep track of everybody at the same time. So, I mean, if you're in that position where you're, you can't stop yourself from being monitored by everybody, the best thing you can do is just to be disobedient in public. You know, fuck it. If you're going to lock us up, then you're going to lock us up. But, uh, I don't know.
0: And they showed in Canada that they could track everybody.
1: Um, no, they just decided there's a group of people doing a protest. We're going to fuck with everybody that did this protest. It wasn't, there wasn't that huge. It, it was still a minority of people in the country that were doing the protest. So it was easy to keep track of them.
0: You don't remember when they were doing the, uh, contact tracing?
1: You know, but they're doing that all the time anyway. This is the same shit. Yeah, I mean I mean this is really fucked up. I mean this is why we gotta like say no every time someone wants to 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 trace us and hang up on them and whatever. But we gotta go against every attempt at monitoring or tracking anybody.
0: And then GOP lawmakers concerned Amtrak Joe is using taxpayer funded trains to transport illegal aliens into the U.S.
1: Well, that's better than using the trains to transport people into uh, 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 immigrant jails. So, I mean, it's kind of like the opposite of what the Germans were doing to Jewish people when they were, you know, taking people in trains and and taking them into Auschwitz. So this is kind of the opposite. You're taking people from a fucked-up situation into freedom. If these Nazis don't like it, oh, we should be making them go to concentration camps in the trains instead of, like, getting them into a better life in our country. Like, God damn, what the hell is wrong with these fucking people? You really won't be like, oh, my God, it's so terrible that someone's paying somebody to to, to, to take them to live a better life. Oh, my God.
0: Friday Live, military veterans respond to Zuckerberg admitting FBI rigged 2020 election. Wait, say that again? Friday Live, military veterans respond to Zuckerberg admitting FBI rigged
1: 2020 election. Okay, that's what Zuckerberg admitted to... Like, like this is where... Whoever wrote this InfoWars article is twisting what Zuckerberg said to fit Trump's bullshit narrative. Like, that is complete bullshit. Okay, what Zuckerberg said was that he manipulated the media to push a bullshit media agenda. He wasn't, he wasn't saying, oh, I helped rig the 2020 election so Trump didn't win. That's not what he said. The people writing this article twisted it into Trump's bullshit narrative. That's not what Zuckerberg said. Zuckerberg did say that the FBI was telling him what to do and telling him to, to do a bullshit media, uh, narrative to the media and cut certain things out of the media. That's what he admitted to. He didn't admit to any of this other bullshit that the Trump people are trying to, to twist his words into saying.
0: It's not that big of a <laughs> I mean, it's not saying it's true, but they yeah, do no, have some basis of in league. what they're saying.
1: Not really a good basis. It's really twisting what Zuckerberg said.
0: So you basically think that that didn't influence the election at all, them hiding that Biden was basically involved in his son's business dealings when he lied and said he wasn't?
1: I don't think anybody really cared one way or another about Biden and his son's business dealings. The only people that cared about that was Republicans. And I don't think that would have had anything to do with whether... Uh, Trump or Biden would have won or lost the election.
0: Uh, they got some videos from C-SPAN. Okay,
1: well, let's watch the C-SPAN videos. Uh, I'll
2: close with this. We're at a serious moment in our nation's history. The MAG Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. They embrace embrace political violence. They don't believe in democracy. This is why, in this moment, those of you who love this country, Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans, we must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA republics are destroying America. We, the people, are the first words of our Constitution. And we, the people, will still determine the destiny of America. If we, the people, stand together, we will prevail as we, the people. We just have to keep the faith. We just have to persevere. We just have to vote. Vote.
0: That's the end of that clip.
1: Oh, that wasn't really much of a clip. That was just uh, Joe Biden talking political bullshit that didn't make any sense at all. I really didn't understand what the fuck he was talking about.
0: Uh the transcript of what he said is the MAGA Republicans they're a threat to our very democracy they refuse to accept the will of the people
1: I I don't think they were threats to our democracy I mean the lockdown was more of a threat to our democracy than these Republicans saying their bullshit was so I don't buy that at all the lockdown was the biggest threat to our democracy So, that's completely full of shit, uh, Joe Biden. (laughs) You're completely full of shit on that one, Joe
0: Biden. Yeah, that was basically his trip in that video.
1: Okay, well, he was full of shit on that one. Okay. Let's go to the next,
0: uh, is is it more article or more video? No, that was the end of it.
1: Okay, uh, so that's the end of the article, and the video? Yeah. Okay, to me, this is just, when it comes to the article, and when it comes to what Biden was saying, he's he's, uh, not recognizing how much the lockdowns that the Democrats did was a threat to our democracy, and trying to turn our country into a, a communist socialist dictatorship uh, that heavy but okay, at the same time the Republicans are being bullshit for trying to twist what Zuckerberg said, which Zuckerberg admitted that yes he, that he bullshitted the media you know which is a pretty heavy thing to, to admit to that, that he was doing the work of you know that, that he was doing more with the president you know, that he's manipulating everything that's what Zuckerberg admitted to Zuckerberg admitted to that. He was manipulating the media that the FBI is coming to him as if he's the fucking president and telling him what to not put in the media and that Zuckerberg is doing what the FBI wants. And, you know, like, like, why isn't the FBI going to – if, if Joe Biden isn't a figurehead, why isn't the FBI going to Joe Biden? Or if Trump wasn't a figurehead, why isn't the FBI going to Trump? You know, and the FBI is not going to Trump, the FBI is not going to Biden, the FBI is going to Mark Zuckerberg. So Mark Zuckerberg is just admitting that he's running the country more than a Trump or a Biden is. That's really what he's admitting to. But the damn Republicans are twisting those words – into saying that Zuckerberg is admitting that uh, Trump won the election instead of Biden, which is a bunch of bullshit. You know, Biden really did win the election. Zuckerberg didn't have anything to do with that, one way or another. But Zuckerberg's just admitting that he, the the, the FBI, sees him more as the president than. A, a Trump or a Biden who are just figureheads. You know the, the the president doesn't mean anything. The corporation, the heads of these corporations are the ones really running the country. It's-
0: African migrants arrested for raping woman on Paris Street.
1: Hey, they got some pussy. Right on. They didn't have to settle for what I've been having to settle for this summer. Right on. They didn't have to have it taken away from them. Right on. <laughs> yeah,
0: they just took the pussy.
1: Hell yeah. They figured out a way to have a better fucking summer than I did. Right on. Whether those chicks wanted it or not.
0: <laughs> and then Trump responds to release of heavily redacted Mar-a-Lago raid affidavit. Okay.
1: Wait. Okay. Um, is there, are we learning anything new from this?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, let's go into this then.
0: Trump asks why Judge hasn't recused himself on this case. Mm Mm-hmm. Donald Trump on Friday posted to his Truth social media, well, social platform, where he slammed the heavily redacted affidavit that led to the raid of his Florida home earlier this month. Affidavit heavily redacted, he wrote. Nothing mentioned on nuclear, a total public relations subterfuge by the FBI and DOJ, or our close working relationship regarding document turnover. We gave them much. Okay. Continuing, Trump added Judge Bruce Reinhart should never have allowed the break in of my home. He recused okay. himself two months ago from one of my cases based on his animosity and hatred of your favorite president, me. What changed?
1: God, look, he, he's so. He, even now that he's not president, he's so. He's so modest. <laughs> God damn!
0: What a megalomaniac! What changed? Why hasn't he recused himself on this case? Obama must be very proud of him right now. Mm. The former president also posted a message reading "witch hunt."
1: Okay.
0: Florida magistrate judge Bruce Reinhardt unsealed the redacted version of the affidavit on Friday, censoring over half of the pages in the document. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump's son Eric posted a screenshot of one of the redacted pages on Truth Social sarcastically writing transparency.
1: Yeah, right on.
0: <laughs> the post-millennial contributor Ashley Saint-Clair changed her Twitter profile name to appear redacted, mocking the highly censored affidavit. Okay. Someone even made an image of Hunter Biden snorting the redacted lines with his nose. <laughs> That's funny, but okay. <laughs> Judge Reinhardt's reasons for allowing the redactions were because disclosure would expose the identities of witnesses, law enforcement agents, and uncharged parties, the investigation strategy, direction, scope, sources, and methods, and grand jury information protected by federal rule of criminal procedure 6E. Mm -hmm. The document claims the FBI had probable cause to believe evidence of obstruction would be found in the Raid of Mar-a-Lago. The FBI Mm -hmm. also relied on media reports from CBS and Breitbart that claimed documents were being brought into Trump's Florida home. Okay. During the Trump Russia gay witch hunt, the FBI cited news stories while seeking the Russia FISA warrants against Trump advisor Carter Page. Mm-hmm. The DOJ Inspector General Michael How- Horowitz found the FBI's use of media hearsay to be problematic when he investigated the agency's Trump Russia claims. Mm-hmm. The Federalist CEO and co-founder Sean Davis noted on Twitter the affidavit cites a federal employee who was upset Trump had boxes full of newspapers, magazines, printed news articles. Mm -hmm. Trump's senior advisor, Stephen Miller, also touched on the fact that the FBI thinks an unelected ind- individual working at the National Archives has the final authority on national security instead of the President of the United States okay constitutional attorney Robert Barnes wrote on Twitter Trump warned Affidavit is a complete joke Trump gave documents he didn't have to give to archives Feds oh. then used that to claim Trump committed a crime he legally could not have committed. Okay. So they raided his house. Yep, that's it. What a joke. Is that it? Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm kind of apathetic about this, so I guess I want to ask you what you think, since you have more in on this, Like you're more, I think you have more invested in this than I do. So it's like, what do you think about? What do you think about what we did? So like, what are we learning from this?
0: Well, we're just learning that the entire process is more shady. More and more gets revealed about the search warrant.
1: Okay, okay, that makes sense. I mean, from what I was hearing, that kind of makes sense. So like, uh, I don't know. Uh, let's go to the uh, next article.
0: Cause, like, I even saw, like, in uh, the press, were interviewing Joe Biden. And they were basically asking him, should a president be allowed to take classified documents with him to his home? And then he basically said, I do it all the time. He said, like, I have some stuff from the military that I'm taking with me home and I'm going to read it. But I have it, you know, military people with me to keep it secure and stuff like that. Okay. But he basically said in Trump's case that ends on what's being brought home and shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering how the Democrats are going to respond to this. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very apathetic about this, mostly because the dude's not president anymore. Now that he's not president, it's kind of too late to do anything about this. We got to worry about what's happening now. He was like so it's like I don't I'm very apathetic when I hear this stuff like this doesn't seem like so much of an immediate thing to worry about to me as what's what we're dealing with right now so.
0: I mean I'm pretty apathetic about it too because basically until we get the whole story none of this shit particularly matters
1: yeah but we're getting bits and pieces of the story and trying to put it together, which I'm having a hard time putting it together since I just don't care that much about it. It's just hard for me to get into the details on this because it just doesn't seem like such an immediate thing of like, am I being screwed with right now because of this or not? You know, it's just like, it isn't as immediate, like when the Iran-Contra thing was happening, it was immediate. Reagan was still president. He was gonna be president for a long time. And it was like, do we have a chance at stopping Reagan from totally taking away our freedom in a huge way? Which at that point, Reagan had taken away so much of our freedom in our country in like that one year period when the Iran-Contra thing was happening. Like while Iran-Contra was happening, just everything that was turning our jail system into a complete concentration camp Nazi fucking system was happening, and so Iran Contra was very important to me because it was like it was such an immediate threat, and what Reagan was doing at the time was such a, an immediate threat to me and my friends' freedom. You know, in the day that I'm hearing about Iran Contra, I'm in a fucking hospital. You know that somebody shot me up on Haldol against my will and I turn on the news Monday morning the day that I'm about ready to get released and I'm hearing about Iran-Contra for the first time and it's like, I'm like listening to this going, do we have a chance to get this motherfucker that's putting these lame ads, that's like strengthening this system that just had these fucking ten cops hold me down and these people shoot me up on Haldol and then threatening to throw me in a goddamn... Uh, mental institution in Camarillo if I didn't answer their questions right. You know, is there a way to fight this system? You know?
0: Yeah, and then they got a daily dispatch at the end of this article.
1: Okay, well, yeah, let's hear their their daily dispatch. They're usually interesting. No matter how long they are, they usually talk about a lot of what we've been dealing with. So, yeah, let's, let's hear it.
0: Uh, we got a minute and a half left in the segment. Okay, I don't know if there's enough time, so maybe we should try to figure out. Maybe we should do that in the next segment and figure out what to do in this segment after. Uh, yeah, and we'll then, cover- yeah, and then what? we can go to uh Google News after we hear the Daily Dispatch. Okay, sounds cool.
1: Okay, yeah. But, uh, what are we? What are we covering this in this segment?
0: Uh. Huh? We covered the Tower of Babel versus tongues at Pentecost.
1: Okay, That was not major. The interesting, asking worth doing, but do not not naming segment worthy. <laughs>
0: Doctor warns your eye watch and Fitbit are tracking you, giving data to the World Economic Forum.
1: Okay, yeah, that's, that's pretty important.
0: GOP lawmakers concerned Amtrak Joe is using taxpayer-funded trains.
1: Yeah, not that important.
0: And, uh, Trump responds to release of heavily redacted Mar-a-Lago. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order.
1: And I'm Kyle Chaos okay um we're about ready to go into info infowars daily dispatch and try to figure out how much of what this dude is saying is real and how much of what he's saying is probably bullshit but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll try to figure that out. <laughs>
4: lots of stuff to talk about today let's not waste any more time get right into it here it is your daily dispatch here it is folks your daily dispatch for tuesday the 23rd of august 2022 their first story is a big one biden white house facilitated the doj's criminal probe against trump scuttled privilege claims this according to memos Released by John Sol- uh, John Solomon on Just the News, long before it was long before it professed no prior knowledge of the raid on Donald Trump's estate, the Biden White House worked directly with the Justice Department and National Archives to instigate the criminal probe into alleged mishandling of documents, allowing the FBI to review evidence retrieved from Mar-a-Lago this spring and eliminating the 50. 50- 45th president's claims to executive privilege, according to contemporaneous government documents reviewed by Just the News. The memo shows then-White House Deputy Counsel Jonathan Sue was engaged in conversations with the FBI, DOJ, and National Archives as early as April, shortly after 15 boxes of classified and other materials were voluntarily returned to the Federal Historical Agency from Trump's Florida home. By May, Sue conveyed to the archives that President Joe Biden would not object to waiving his predecessor's claim to executive privilege. A decision that opened the door for the DOJ to get a grand jury and issue a subpoena compelling Trump to turn over any remaining material he possessed from his presidency. Yes, folks, it's top-down, straight-up tyranny from the executive branch against their political opponents. Could not be any clearer, and we will return to that story and expand on it a bit later. The next story is in tandem with that one, however— They say Trump sues the U.S. government over FBI search of Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump has filed suit against the U.S. government over the FBI's search of his Mar-a-Lago home in an effort to prevent agency officials from inspecting certain materials seized without third-party oversight. Sources told The Guardian that the suit argued that the court should appoint a special master, usually a retired lawyer or judge, because the FBI potentially seized privilege materials in its search and the department of justice should not itself decide what it can use in its investigation the suit filed in a florida district court also requires the government to provide a more detailed receipt of the property and requires the government to return any item seized that was not within the scope of the search warrant of course the scope of the search warrant was very wide and far-reaching but we'll again talk a little bit more about this later they want to they want the court to appoint a special master which frankly sounds racist to me can't use the word master anymore don't you know this it's not a master bedroom it's the big room (laughs) whatever they call it now so that's what we need we don't need a special master we need a special big boy boss maybe something like that is more in line with the clownish existence that we live We have this story. Yesterday, immediately following this show, Fauci announced his resignation. That's right. Dr. Anthony Fauci announced Monday that he will resign as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases after spending more than half a century in government, prompting Republican detractors to question his timing following the perceived double talk during the COVID-19 pandemic. See, Dr. Fauci not too long ago announced his resignation at the end of Joe Biden's term. Then... The Senate launched gain-of-function hearings and started questioning his activities before, during, and just after the release of COVID-19. And suddenly that agenda for his resignation got a lot shorter. Suddenly he wanted to be out pretty quick, actually. Actually, you know, now that you're looking into the gain-of-function research, actually now that you're poking questions, uh, you know, poking into and asking questions about my activities and my participation and perhaps funding of and, you know, leading the creation of the disease that has destroyed the world. Maybe, maybe I'll get out a little bit early. He wants to start the next chapter in his life. Frankly, the next chapter should be an epilogue, but we'll see. Then we have this story. Pentagon respects DC, uh, rejects DC request for National Guard Migrant help. The Pentagon on Monday once again denied a request from the District of Columbia seeking National Guard assistance in dealing with thousands of migrants being bussed to the city from Texas and Arizona. According to a copy of the letter reviewed by Associated Press, the Defense Department said the use of the D.C. National Guard would be inappropriate and would hurt the overall readiness of the troops, forcing some to cancel or disrupt military training. The letter said the department is also concerned about putting uniformed military members in direct contact with migrants to provide food, sanitation, and other support, saying the troops have no real experience or training for that mission. Well, what are you trained to do? Here's a a question. What is the National Guard trained to do? Oh, fight, capture, and remove from the battlefield enemy actors? Well, how very convenient for us. Look what we have busloads of. (laughs) It's like we can't use the National Guard troops to stop the invasion of the southern border. They don't even know how to hand food out what? What are you talking about? But of course this is all just hysterical in that in the last you know, year or so upwards of a million migrants have stormed their way over the border, been ferried across by criminal networks of Satanists into places like Texas and Arizona and the overwhelming problems this has caused has, have of course been met with well, sneering defiance by liberals in big cities. <laughs> Can't you just handle it? With the diversity is our strength, actually. You should be thanking Mexico for all the people that they're sending. And we're like, OK, well, we've gotten 200,000 this month alone. So why don't we send you 2,000? And see how you handle it. And New York City, right, 14 million people in this city is like, oh, no, we can't handle it. 2,000 people? Our our entire system is collapsing with 2,000 extra people. Meanwhile, small towns in Texas dealing with 2,000 people on an hourly basis practically. It's just a little bit ironic, a little bit bit odd. Again, this is something I got to say. Originally, I thought it was a little bit counterproductive sending migrants from the border deeper and farther into the continental United States seemed a little backwards to me. But, hey, it turns out that New York and D.C. are handling it with just absolute embarrassingly bad capability. So I guess it turned out to be kind of a good thing. Pretty interesting now the pentagon is like no sorry we need our soldiers training ukrainians to fire missiles at their own citizens so we just can't spare can't spare the the people we have to you know in order to have national guard members actually protect the united states against foreigners who are not welcome here coming across and committing crimes we'd have to stop their military training where they are being indoctrinated into the anti white Uh, domestic terror programs that will soon be unleashing on the uh, on the american people it's very important training they have to undergo in tandem with the irs to wage war on the american people do you understand how intense that training has to be to get them to overcome their own natural inclination to actually be patriots and instead target the patriots for death that's a lot of training that they can't miss out on for some you know run some errand about uh, protecting the country against invasion Alright, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen This is American Journal I'm so glad you're here with us Uh, Just finishing up with our daily dispatch here Russia names Ukrainian national As prime suspect in car bombing Assassination of Daria Dugina The Russian Federal Security Service on Monday identified Ukrainian National Vatalia Vovk as the prime Suspect in Saturday's Oh shit What happened?
0: I hate a button.
4: The prime suspect in Saturday's car bombing assassination of Russian philosopher Alexander Dugin's daughter, Daria Dug- Dugina. So they made public a video of uh, Natalia Vovk. I don't know how you pronounce that, but... Doing the best I can. Identified as the prime suspect in Saturday's car bombing the kill journalist Daria Dugina in Moscow. The footage published Monday shows Zvovk and her teenage daughter entering Russia inside the building where Dugina lived and leaving the country in haste. She's been named as the prime suspect and apparently is in Ukraine now. Again, we'll we'll follow up on that as the a path to World War Three becomes wider and more littered with corpses than ever before. The globalist great it? reset. It yeah.
1: Okay. Um Well, we already talked about Fauci retiring. That was the only story that really mattered to me. And, I mean, well, that one and the one about the Russians. I don't know. I'm trying to think how to, how to take this one about the Russians. Uh, if a Ukrainian dude uh, shot some political dude in, in Russia.
0: Nah, the car bombing. Yeah, the car bombing. Yeah, where the dude's daughter got killed. So that could be just an act in the war. I I
1: mean, it's just like this war is just ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, this would mean that the Ukrainians did something ballsy, uh, you know, in in trying to fight against Russia. But, I mean, I don't think it makes sense for us to – I mean, because I'd still – it's like when it comes down to it, I'd be more on the Ukrainian side versus like – Ukraine is more the good guys than Putin but it's just when you look at who's pushing the war and trying to get all these countries to, to not be neutral on it and to to, to send arms in, to the Ukraine and to send money to the Ukraine and to to send uh, uh, and to do sanctions on Russia, like that's where it gets twisted. When it comes to Putin, the. The way the war is going, I'm going to side more with the Ukrainians, but when it comes to who's manipulating this war, Russia and the U.S. seem to be equally rattling sabers just as heavy, and it's it's really both sides, not the Ukraine itself, I understand why Ukraine wants to fight, but the side that wants all these countries to go and back the is doing it for business reasons and it doesn't have anything to do with caring about the Ukrainians at all and that that's kind of where it's at and then the story on the immigrants that just sounds really racist uh, what that dude said so it's like I'm not I'm not buying it but okay so
0: you're cool with the sanctuary city starting to turn away the migrants
1: well, I don't know what's going. I mean, I guess they're they're going back to the lame Trump policy. I'm not cool with it, but they're this is what I thought they'd do. This is what I thought Eric Adams would do. I mean, I don't know has Eric Adams done this or?
0: Let me I mean, look it I'm up.
1: Thinking,
0: what? Let me look it up.
1: Yeah, let's look it up.
0: recent thing I can find is from August 14th. Okay, today is August 26th.
1: So that's not as recent. Okay, 26, 25, or no, wait, okay, wait. Okay, this is two, three, four, five, six. yeah, 22, 21, 20. Well, the 20th is when... I predicted that Eric Adams would give this up so that's before I predicted that so I don't think that's going to help us we need something more recent than that so we don't know what Eric Adams is doing yet in New York that's only one we predicted anything about
0: yeah pretty much
1: okay so I don't know I'd say, uh, should we go to what's happening in Google? See what the Google ads are talking about? Yeah. Okay.
0: And the guy from the rap crew sent me another song, but I don't know if he's going to use what I put down you know he keeps like fucking sending me songs and then not including me in the final cut
1: okay well you're doing what you can and either you can include you or not if he doesn't include you big deal I don't know
0: it's just like why include me when you know like I'm on a different trip than the song that you're doing is
1: okay well maybe he doesn't get that you know like you've got you in a, in a band and, and you're you're kind of the opposite trip of what the band is about so i don't know like i don't know if you want to be in that band anymore or what you know, i mean it reminds me of when i went into a band and i didn't like what was happening because they wanted to do shorter songs so they could play it on the radio And I wanted to do some jamming solos because I wanted to do some good art, you know? And it's like...
0: Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Because it's like, I can still talk about shit that they're talking about, but I can't go all fucking off the rails like they like to do in the songs
1: well that's what I mean you're on a different trip than they are so it's like I don't know. You know I don't know if you feel like you want to be in that band or not you know cause you seem to be on a different trip than they are you know
0: yeah it's something to think about I don't know And then Washington and Massachusetts to follow California's gas car sales ban. Wait, anyway. say
1: that again.
0: Washington and Massachusetts to follow California's gas car sales ban.
1: Okay, let's go into this.
0: States can opt into California Air Resources Board policies. Mm-hmm. Washington Governor Jay Inslee announced on Thursday that the state would join California in phasing out new gas and diesel car sales by 2035. Okay, right on. The California Air Resources Board that governs motor vehicle emissions for the state adopted new rules that will require 35% of the new cars sold in the state are electric or plug-in hybrids by 2026, with that percentage rising to 68% by 2030. Okay. And 100% by 2035.
1: Do they have a plan for getting more charging stations all across the damn uh, state if they're really going to do that?
0: (laughs) You know these guys don't think that far ahead.
1: Well, they need to. I mean, if you're serious about trying to end climate change... You gotta think that far ahead.
0: You know how they think, you know, just, you know, figure it out, everybody. Just stop using them gas cars. No, 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 no. but like,
1: if you don't have that much money. You know, it takes, you've got to drive a certain amount of distance to be able to charge your vehicle. How the hell are you going to be able to use the electric vehicle once you get it if it's that hard to charge it?
0: These liberals don't account for every little possibility, they just make proclamations and expect people to follow them. Okay, but that's
1: what, I mean, they got to account for all these possibilities. I mean, that's like what the thought was back, you know, in the 80s, early 90s, when we were talking about this shit in the beginning was this is what you have to take into account when you're putting together laws on this shit, you know, it's like. But okay.
0: California has a waiver from the federal government to set its own air quality rules. And other states are allowed to opt into its regulations which are typically more stringent than the national standards. Okay. Washington and Massachusetts have laws on the books that were written to trigger gas car sales bans if C-A-R-B passed one okay this is a critical milestone in our climate fight Washington set in law a goal for all new car sales to be zero emissions by 2030 and we're ready to adopt California's regs by end of this year Ensley tweeted ahead of C.A.R.B.'s final decision. Okay. Washington has over 100,000 electric vehicles registered, giving it one of the highest per capita concentrations in the U.S., with EVs accounting for 8% of registrations in July. Uh Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, Maryland, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Nevada, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Virginia... Vermont, and Washington, D.C. currently follow CARB rules on car emissions, but they have not yet officially announced electric electric car mandates. Okay. Uh, what else in here? Republican Representative Andy Barkish, ranking member of the Washington House's Transportation Committee said he felt the push to ban internal combustion engines would hurt both manufacturers and consumers.
1: Well, I think it would hurt consumers. What we really got to worry about is how much is it going to hurt consumers uh, when the price is so much more expensive. You know, unless there's some subsidies going to the consumers to be able to buy this, it, it, we really got to worry about how much is it going to hurt consumers, and that's that's where the Republicans might have a good argument.
0: I believe the market is best to continue to determine how we transition, he said.
1: Okay, well, I don't believe the market is best to determine how we trans. To get in the transmission because the market's never going to try to, to get us into the transmission. That's where the Republicans are full of crap.
0: So there we got to do. force people to do what's for their own good.
1: Um, no, it's just the businesses won't give you the choice unless government does something.
0: now nah, people got the option to buy electric cars all over the country.
1: You know, it's like they got the option. But it's like, the businesses aren't making that many of them. It's still kind of a niche market and they're still trying to go after like the richest people for the niche market. Um... It's just, if you leave things up to the businesses, it'll never
0: get done. Which is probably true. Yeah. CARB's rule still needs final federal government approval to go into effect. And Washington and Massachusetts will need to move forward with codifying the regulations before they can be enforced. Mm Mm-hmm. The sale of used gas and diesel cars will not be restricted, and owners of non-electric vehicles purchased out of state will still be allowed to register them. Okay. And that's the end of the article.
1: Okay. I mean, overall, I think this is a thing that's keeping people from being screwed up as far as trying to stop global warming, or keeping people from being screwed with as far as trying to stop global warming. So I'd say I applaud Washington and Massachusetts and doing what uh, California's done on uh, trying to ban electric cars. I just hope they're going to be smart enough to put in to accountability, adding, uh, making sure that there's a good amount of charging stations be- before you implement this. I just hope they think about more of the details of how this could be something that wouldn't hurt consumers while it's being... But overall, I think this is a good this is something that's keeping us from being screwed with that uh that uh california now massachusetts and uh and washington are doing so i think this is uh helping us anyway uh should we go to the next article
0: yeah Moderna sues Pfizer BioNTech for patent infringement over COVID vaccine.
1: Okay, so uh who's being sued again? Pfizer. Okay, Pfizer and was somebody else being sued besides Pfizer?
0: Moderna is suing Pfizer.
1: Uh, okay. Well, this might be interesting. Uh, does that mean they might have a monopoly on the uh, uh, bioweapon <laughs> if they win the lawsuit?
0: It's possible.
1: Okay. Um, Where's your head at on this?
0: I don't really care that the big vaccine giants are fighting out over who gets the lion share
1: yeah that's kind of the way I'm looking at it it's like who's, who's going to get the most of the, the, this bioweapon that the government's trying to force on everybody <laughs> well
0: I guess there's a video about it
1: Okay, let's watch the video.
5: And it's German partner, Biontech patent infringement in the
2: development of the first COVID-19 vaccine
5: approved in the United States. Moderna is suing Pfizer and its German partner BioNTech for patent infringement in the development of the first COVID-19 vaccine approved in the United States alleging they copied mRNA vaccine technology Moderna developed years before the pandemic without permission. The lawsuit was being filed in the US District Court in Massachusetts and the Regional Court of Dusseldorf in Germany, Moderna said in a news release on Friday. Moderna, based in Cambridge, Massachusetts, was an innovator in the messenger RNA vaccine technology, which teaches human cells how to make a protein that will trigger an immune response. That enabled unprecedented speed in developing the COVID-19 vaccine. An approval process that previously took years was completed in months, thanks largely to the breakthrough. Germany-based BioNTech had also been working in this field when it partnered with US pharma giant Pfizer. Pfizer said the company had not been served and they were unable to comment at this time. Early in the pandemic, Moderna said it would not enforce its COVID-19 patents. To help others develop their own vaccines, particularly low- and middle-income countries. But in March 2022, it said it expected companies such as Pfizer and BioNTech to respect its intellectual property rights. It said it wouldn't seek damages for any activity before March 8, 2022. Pfizer and BioNTech are already facing multiple lawsuits from other companies who say the partnership's vaccine infringes on their patents. They have said they will defend their patents vigorously. Moderna has also been sued for patent infringement in the United States and has an ongoing dispute with the U.S. National Institutes of Health over rights to mRNA technology.
0: That's the end of it.
1: Okay. I'm still going big deal. I oh, big... Uh, Pharmaceutical companies are, are fighting for who gets the lion's share of the uh, bio weapon that the government's trying to force on everybody. Woohoo! Uh, I don't know. Let, let's go to the next uh, article.
0: The Daily Beast. It's over. Trump will be indicted.
1: Um. Okay. It is- does it seem like we're gonna learn anything new from this or I mean it does it seem like there's anything new on this one?
0: Uh well it says opinion at the top of the article, so probably not.
1: Okay, um I don't know, should we go to the next article?
0: Probably. Okay. DeSantis targeted DeSantis. Well, defendants targeted in DeSantis voter fraud crackdown were told they could vote. Um,
1: huh. I'm trying to figure. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking we should cover this because I'm not sure what the angle is on this or what's going on. So yeah, I'm trying to figure this out.
0: The Santos office has ignored questions about local elections office sending voting cards to ex felons before their arrests last week.
1: Okay, so this is DeSantis saying that, yes. Yeah.
0: Several people and who, who, who were, was
1: sending this? Huh? Who is sending these these voter registrations?
0: The voting office.
1: Okay, so do they work for Desantis?
0: They work for the government. I don't know if they work specifically for Desantis.
1: Okay, so like, who would be giving the order? Like, it's like, who is their boss? Who would be giving the orders? to do this? Would this be a Democrat or a Republican?
0: It doesn't say, it just says official government entities. Okay,
1: so it's kinda confusing on who's giving the orders to do this, so you're, you're not sure whether anybody has any any motive in in doing this or not. No. Okay, so, uh, okay, what else in the article?
0: Several people who were arrested last week as part of Governor Ron DeSantis voter fraud crackdowns were notified by official government entities they were eligible to vote according to court documents and interviews. Okay, so maybe did Ron DeSantis
1: set these people up to get arrested by saying, we're going to help you register to vote just so we can have you locked up in jail.
0: I don't know if it's that really much of a setup when it's common knowledge that felons can't get, you know, vote.
1: Yeah, but so who would be sending felons something that says they can vote only to have somebody arrest them a week later? That's what makes me think it's a setup.
0: It's possible, but... I've never met any felons that didn't know that.
1: Okay, but if you're somebody who's getting something in the mail saying, you can register to vote, what do you be thinking these people are trying to set me up if you got that in the mail?
0: I'd be thinking it was a setup because it's pretty well known law okay see I'm still wondering
1: if I'm thinking this was a deliberate setup by Ron DeSantis' people
0: the defendants told authorities they had no intention of committing voter fraud according to affidavits and in some cases were baffled by their arrests because counties had sent them voter registration cards and approved them to vote. The defendants were vilified by the governor during a high-profile press conference last week where DeSantis announced the arrest of 20 people.
5: Convicted
0: murderers and sex offenders who allegedly cast votes in the 2020 election when they weren't eligible to. The defendants, because of their convictions, weren't permitted to vote. Okay. I got something I want to look up. Okay. Well this is where the these guys probably should have did their due diligence because many states restore voting rights to individuals automatically after they exit jail or prison others continue to bar on voting even while on probation In all but two states and the District of Columbia, voting-age citizens convicted of a felony are barred from voting for some period of time. Laws vary in each state. Many states restore voting rights to individuals automatically after they exit jail or prison. Others continue the bar on voting even while on probation or parole a few permanent disenfranchised people with a past conviction or required they petition the government to have their voting right
2: restored
0: okay
1: so what states let you register to vote even if you're appellate
0: well i think the most important one is florida what i think the most important one to look in is florida since this is where this happened yeah yeah for this one yeah individuals convicted of a felony now regain their right to vote upon completion of all the terms of their sentence including prison parole probation and repayment of restitution or fines The one exception is that people convicted of a sex offense or murder permanently can't vote unless granted a pardon to do so.
1: Yeah, that's fucked
0: up. And that's in Florida. So these guys had to have known they couldn't vote. It's not like they would have just let you leave and not tell you that you can't fucking vote.
1: Okay, but it sounded like they said the only people who can't vote once they've gotten out of jail are sex offenders and,
0: in, uh, murderers. And so in the article. Yeah, the 20 people were convicted murderers and sex offenders. So they were the only ones that can't get voted.
1: But that's like, you know, as someone who wants to overturn those laws, uh, you know, but then, uh, you know, my vote doesn't count, but I do try to. I do try to, uh, in the words of Nick Jagger, give uh, Lucifer my well learned politics. So, as someone who hasn't had the guts to uh, to become a sex offender yet, uh, because. Uh, you know, as much as I think it might be the only way to fight against the me Too movement at this point but I try to I try to purposely vote to make sure that uh, uh, to make sure that uh, that uh, sex offenders can go free because again that's another way we can fight against the me Too movement. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I guess the moral of the story is if you're in Florida and you're not allowed to vote, I wouldn't suggest you try.
1: But okay, they, they wind up setting up a bunch of people. They, they, that's pretty... The Florida government just wind up setting up a bunch of people to get locked up. That's pretty fucked up to me.
0: Well, these dudes were from 2020, so this was before this law even came into effect.
1: Okay, so why is it news now two years later
0: because DeSantis highlighted their arrest to show his new 1.1 million election security office created during the 2022 legislative session was paying off and rooting out bad actors looking to commit voter fraud
1: Okay, I don't know. That's, that's still just making me think he's trying to keep people without money from voting. And I'm not really sold on what, 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 uh, you know, to me, just marked, it, uh, to me, Ron DeSantis is just someone who's trying to, to suppress the vote. And he's just really lame. But okay, when it comes to this, he's being really lame.
0: I mean, what I think is lame about it is they're punishing people for shit they didn't know was a crime at the time.
1: Um, well, no, I mean, at the time, I guess it still was a crime. Because we just looked up what the law said.
0: Yeah, it was a crime, but nobody was going to jail over it.
1: Okay, yeah, no, I mean, this is, like, people that didn't think they were going to go to jail for just trying to register to vote are now going to jail. So this is still, this really is, like, to me, Ron Santa is rounding up a bunch of poor people and locking them in a concentration camp. I mean, this is really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's Okay
0: ready to go to the next article
1: yeah let's go to the next article so blue Ron DeSantis you're really lame for uh, setting these people up to get uh, rounded up into concentration camps you're just really lame you suck Ron DeSantis okay let's go to the next article
0: uh we already covered those two veteran who illegally wiped 48 million of student loans sentenced to six years
1: um okay so what did he get sent to six years for how did he do this like I don't get it
0: Uh. Um. An Army veteran in Georgia was sentenced to six years in prison Monday for running a scheme that exploited a program for disabled veterans to get approximately $48 million in outstanding federal student loans fraudulently discharged.
1: <laughs> oh, so he just like said, I can get your, your student loans forgiven, and he took a bunch of money from some handicapped people and pretty much ripped them off. I mean, am I understanding
0: this right? Yeah. Dreek Banks, 41, told more than 500 borrowers that he could get their student loans discharged, canceled, essentially, in return for a fee. And
1: how much was the
0: fee? (laughs) Many of these borrowers believed that banks would do so legitimately according to a Justice Department news release. Banks collected around 891202 in fees from borrowers.
1: Okay, so I don't have any sympathy with this dude. That's, uh... That's... That's really fucked up. That's like ripping off fucking handicapped veterans, that's the I I don't have uh, real heavy sympathy with this dude it's okay smallest violin goes to him
0: yeah, pretty much
1: okay, uh, should we go to the next article?
0: yeah Then Dayton Man sentenced to prison for killing two-month-old son.
1: Oh, damn it. I mean, and this is the kind of thing that I think should be legal. You know, anybody should be able to, to, instead of having an abortion, you should be able to kill your kid when he's two months old and not have a fucking problem with it. God damn it, he should go free.
0: Yeah, that annoying baby. Kill him.
1: Exactly, man. Get rid of the source of the horrible responsibility. Damn it.
0: How dare that baby breathe?
1: Damn right, man.
0: Arizona Customs Border Patrol agents sees enough fentanyl to kill 42 million people in latest border drug bust.
1: Again, whether it kills people or not, I mean, the circumstances have gotten really fucked up for everybody. The real estate prices, you know, I'm here living on the street right now because all the choices I have for housing suck. You know, and it's like, like that's happening. All these women don't want to be sexualized and objectified. You know, like all these, uh, 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 you know, just the circumstances are really fucked up, and it's when the circumstances are this bad, then, you know, how do you expect people not to want to take fentanyl? You know, like let people have, be able to fucking smoke some goddamn fentanyl and fucking escape from this bullshit. If they want to, uh, you know, it's like, I don't want to do fentanyl myself, but I understand why people want to do it. And people should be able to have that escape if they want to. And it shouldn't be illegal. And, you know, people should be able to go to fentanyl bars or whatever and, and smoke their fentanyl and not get fucked with and be able to escape from these fucked up circumstances that we're in. And, and, uh, it, it's, it's just, uh, you know, fuck the government for trying to, to, to deny people their ability to escape. You know, for me, I like – I'd rather smoke some pot, you know, an escape from the real world sometimes if I can. You know, right now I probably need to figure out how to do something about the real world. But damn it, when the circumstances are this fucked up, you know, people should be able to, to – even if it kills them, if, if they can escape and if, you know, I hear people tell me about what the effect of it is and they say you know, it's like all the memories of just what happened, of what just happened like five minutes ago, you don't even remember that shit. And so it's like you're happy because, you know, whatever happened two minutes ago that really was a fucking nightmare, you don't even remember. You know, if, if people can get that kind of an escape, why you want to deprive them of that? That's fucked up of the government to deprive people have that ability to escape (laughs) especially when you made the circumstances this bad for everybody
0: yeah fuck you know doing something to change the system just kill yourself
1: (laughs) well yeah I mean, really, that's the best source of protest we can have is saying we're not going to accept these circumstances. We're going to OD or we're going to fucking run into traffic or we're going to jump off the fucking subway tracks or fucking take some goddamn Kool-Aid with cyanide. But we're not going to accept these circumstances that you're giving us. We're not going to accept the real estate people jacking up the rates. We're not going to accept the government trying to force a bunch of shit down our throats. We're not going to accept any of this shit. You know, we're not going to accept a world of women that don't want to fuck us. Uh, We're not going to accept any of this. We're going to fucking end this bullshit.
0: That'll teach them a thing or two.
1: I think it will. I think if enough of their – if enough people – you know, if we can make a Jonestown on every street corner, I think uh, – the government will have to realize they're losing so many people, they have to do something to make everybody's circumstances better. They have to reverse most of the bullshit changes for the worse that they, they've been putting on us, especially for the past 10 years, especially for the past, like, since goddamn 2018, where I can't even afford to live in a goddamn trailer park anymore, because the, you jacked the rent so high? Fuck this shit.
0: In California.
1: In California, Yes. In California, how do you expect people not to become a bunch of fentanyl addicts when you made the circumstances this bad?
0: You could always leave.
1: Maybe. I don't, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm still not – there's no place I got connection to. There's this one place that I'm trying and I, I still don't know – I still like think I might be putting myself in the same position I was in before and then I'm making the same mistake over again. I'm really worried about that. I'm really worried that I'm putting myself in another position like when I was at Bryce's house or when I was at Joe and Liz's house or when I was at uh, at Peter and Moses's house. I'm really worried about that, that I'm just setting myself up to spend a bunch of money and get kicked out of another house again. It's like I'm really worried. I'm not sure if this is a good decision.
0: Well, you can only, you know, pay him for a month and see how it goes.
1: You know, I could, I could, but I gotta, I don't know, you know, this is, if I do this, I'm going to try to get as much into it as I can, because it is kind of my only hope to be able to, to, one of my only hopes to be able to, to try and, in uh, Make my life uh, as as good as I was able to make it back in in uh, back in in uh, December of 2016 in, in shit. You know that that point when I was able to make life better. You <laughs> since then I really haven't had a chance. I mean, outside of you know the best things I had was the shit that went down last summer and this summer has really sucked this summer I still haven't really had any reason to live or anything to look forward to with anything that happened to me this summer so it's kind of uh, the way it is
0: I was just looking some up while you were talking and I don't know how much do you need your how much is the maximum rent you can pay so, how much is the maximum rent you can pay?
1: Uh, I I don't want to say right now. Not not while we're doing the show, but I don't want to deal with it right now.
0: Yeah. And then on to the next one. Governor Youngkin promises to use full weight of office to protect parents' rights.
1: Okay, what the hell are they talking about?
0: (laughs) Fairfax County, Virginia schools made headlines for briefing teachers on how to cut parents out of students' education.
1: Okay, you know, that's kind of fucked up. That a, that a group of teachers is deciding that. I mean, parents are a huge part of a student's education. I don't think the teachers have a right to try to cut them out of it. That is kind of screwed up. I mean. It's...
0: And then they got a seven-minute video.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, let's watch this. People assume I'm not boss material <laughs> I don't know why
2: what?
1: I know you push the door but I'll tell you one thing I am as
4: prepared as I'll ever be because of NetSuite it allows me to make all of my decisions way faster go to NetSuite.com for a free product tour
3: On how this is going to impact the midterm elections, let's bring in Republican Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin. Uh, thank you very much, sir, for sticking with us uh, through the breaking news. First, your reaction to what we have learned so far a lot of redactions here, but we're learning more about the documents that were seized from former President Trump's home.
0: Uh, well, that's that. That's well, the map. I,
3: well
1: <laughs> what are we seeing?
0: That's about the Mar-a-Lago redacted okay,
1: okay, so that wasn't it. Okay, so did we just try to read the article?
0: Yeah, but we got less than a minute left in the segment.
1: Okay, should we even try to read this article, or... Nah. Okay, so let's figure out what we... What did we cover in this segment? Oh, okay, or, or yeah, I, I mean, I think I know what I want to cover. Let's figure out what we covered in this segment.
0: Modernasu's Fire Pfizer.
1: We started with that? I thought that was way later in the segment.
0: Well, we started with the Daily Dispatch from InfoWars.
1: Okay, but the first Yahoo thing we led was that one?
0: Yeah. Well Google. Okay,
1: okay. Okay, well that's
0: not, that's not that major. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Air Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order.
1: And I'm Kyle Chaos. Um, uh, we doing, what are we doing, the outro or what are we doing?
0: Yeah, the outro.
1: Okay, so tune in next time when we hear more about how we're being screwed with and how we're trying to stop ourselves from being screwed with. Um, I think we're at least, uh, the, uh, uh, if, if, uh, they put more consumer protections and maybe try to get their rapid transit, uh, people to, to, uh, do better rapid transit and all that, then, then the ending of, uh, uh, the, uh, the ban on, on uh, gas-powered engines will help us to stop uh, whatever we're going to go through because of global warming, and that's uh, one way of keeping ourselves from being screwed with. I'm trying to remember uh, what we might have dealt with in the other section that was keeping ourselves from being screwed with. Uh, but uh, yeah, tune in next time when we hear more about how we're being screwed with and how we're trying to keep ourselves from being screwed with.
0: All right out of here you hippies must get.
1: Bailing this hippie is.
0: <laughs> Alright. Peace. Ooh.
1: Peace, oh, good Canadians. You hosers. Good day. Hey.